0: Section 16 of Curiosities of Street Literature. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Greg Giordano. Curiosities of Street Literature by various division one part sixteen strange and wonderful account of the reverend john miller minister of the city of bath who remained in a trance for four days and nights also the mysterious sights he witnessed and the prophecies he related that are to take place copied from The Bristol Mercury. In laying the following interesting and mysterious case before our readers, we vouch for its authenticity, and considering the good results that are likely to follow from the examination of the circumstances, we at once proceed with the details. Narrative The Rev. John Miller has been engaged in the ministry since the year 1841, he is a man most remarkable for his piety, of a mild and gentle disposition, and very kind to the poor. In the pulpit he was eloquent, his language forcible and persuasive. He is indeed a good man, a powerful preacher, and of unsullied reputation. Since the beginning of the present year he has been in a bad state of health, and during the past month he grew worse and on the fourteenth whilst his beloved wife and children were standing round his bed he fell into a kind of a doze and gradually became cold and rigid dr truscott was immediately sent for who on his arrival pronounced him dead his sorrowing family were removed from the room and the usual preparations made for laying out the body mrs miller having expressed a wish to have his portrait painted after he was placed in the coffin, a young lady artist was soon in attendance for that purpose, and was busily engaged at her unpleasant task until the third day, and while looking intently on the pallid features of the deceased, previous to giving a finishing stroke to the picture, she perceived a movement of the eyelashes, and in a moment the reverend gentleman opened his eyes and said to the young lady, "'Who are you?' The fair young artist, instead of fainting, took instant measures to complete the restoration of her subject. A medical gentleman was again called, and in less than an hour the supposed deceased became so far recovered as to be able to sit up in bed and converse with his now rejoicing family and friends. On the following day he sent for the Reverend J. Ransom, his colleague in the ministry, Mr. Henry Lewis a member of his congregation, and before these gentlemen he made the following disclosures relating to what he had seen during the time he was in a trance. The account was taken from Mr. Polkinghorn. The following is verbatim from the original copy. Quote, When I first fell into that state, I was fully aware that I was supposed to be dead, and could hear my wife and children crying, and the remarks made by Dr. Truscott i attempted to speak but could not move a single muscle the fear of being buried alive terrified me and filled me with such agonies of mind that i gradually became unconscious of all earthly things how long i continued in this state i know not but i felt like one awakening from sleep when i was borne away by an unseen power to the place of the damned to attempt to describe what i saw is utterly impossible no tongue can convey any idea of such a place at that moment an hideous fiend was about to grasp me in his arms when an angel appeared at my side and whispered with a kind and heavenly voice be not afraid he has no power on the righteous this is not your place let us go i thought i was then conveyed on angels wings to the abode of the blessed and to enjoy such a sight again would be worth an eternity of years in this world i was surrounded suddenly with a glorious light the exceeding brightness thereof was such a sight i had never before seen and saw such things it is impossible to represent and heard such ravishing melodious harmony as i can never utter and i saw innumerable bright attendants who welcomed me into the blissful seat of happiness having in all their countenances an air of perfect joy and of the highest satisfaction the ineffable deity exalted on the high throne of his glory receiving the adoration of myriads of angels and saints who were singing eternal hallelujahs and praise to him well may he be called the glory of god for by his glorious presence heaven is made what it is amongst the saints i discovered good old wesley Whitfield and many others, some of whom belonged to this town. After I had witnessed these things, my heavenly guide told me that I must remain an inhabitant of this world for several years to come, as the work I had to do was not yet accomplished, and proclaim throughout the land that unless the people repent of their sins and abominations, evil shall come upon them, both in the town and hamlets. For there shall be wars, rumors of wars, pestilence, and famine. Many great men shall fall by the sword, and whole armies shall be cut off in a short time. But peace shall be established in the nations that fear the Lord, and the fruits of the earth shall be multiplied exceedingly. Praise and thanksgiving shall be heard in every house on the Sabbath. But until the source of evil is removed, go, warn the people that they perish not. With these words he left me, and I found myself in darkness, and gradually regained my senses. When I awoke and saw Miss Hall gazing on me, and you know the rest. End quote. Those who listened to these statements corroborated the same by adding their names to the document as follows John Ransom, Minister Henry Lewis Draper, Robert Polingar, Tutor. J. Truscott, M.D. Reprinted by H. Such, 177, Union Street, Borough, London. THE FEMALE SLEEPWALKER An affair which happened in this neighborhood. London, H. Such Printer and Publisher, 177, Union Street, Borough, SE. A YOUNG GENTLEMAN GOING TO THE HOUSE OF A VERY WORTHY GENTLEMAN, TO WHOM HE HAD THE HONOR TO BE RELATED, IT HAPPENED THAT THE GENTLEMAN'S HOUSE AT THAT TIME WAS QUITE FULL, BY REASON OF A KINSWOMAN'S WEDDING THAT HAD BEEN LATELY KEPT THERE. HE THEREFORE TOLD THE YOUNG GENTLEMAN THAT HE WAS VERY GLAD TO SEE HIM, AND THAT HE WAS VERY WELCOME TO HIM. BUT, SAID HE, I KNOW NOT WHAT I SHALL DO FOR A LODGING FOR YOU, for my cousin's marriage has not left me a room free but one and that is haunted and you shall have a good bed and all other accommodations sir replied the young gentleman you will very much oblige me in letting me lie there for i have often coveted to be in a place that is haunted the gentleman very glad that his kinsman was so well pleased with this accommodation ordered the chamber to be got ready and a good fire to be made to air it when bedtime came the young gentleman was conducted up to his chamber which besides a good fire was furnished with all suitable accommodations and having recommended himself to the divine protection he retired to bed where having laid some time awake and finding no disturbance he fell asleep out of which he was awakened about 3 o'clock in the morning by the opening of the chamber door and the coming in of somebody in the appearance of a young woman having a night-dress on her head and only her smock on but he had no perfect view of her for his candle was burnt out and though there was a fire in the room yet it gave not light enough to see her distinctly but this unknown visitant going to the chimney took the poker and stirred up the fire and by the flaming light thereof HE COULD DISCERN THE APPEARANCE OF A YOUNG GENTLEWOMAN MORE DISTINCTLY. BUT WHETHER IT WAS FLESH AND BLOOD, OR AN AIRY PHANTOM, HE KNEW NOT. THIS LOVELY APPARITION, HAVING STOOD SOME TIME BEFORE THE FIRE, AS IF TO WARM HERSELF, AT LAST WALKED TWO OR THREE TIMES ABOUT THE ROOM, AND THEN CAME TO THE BEDSIDE, WHERE HAVING STOOD A LITTLE WHILE, SHE TURNED DOWN THE BEDCLOTHES AND GOT INTO BED, PULLING THE BEDCLOTHES UPON HER, AND LAY VERY QUIET. The young gentleman was a little startled at this unknown bedfellow and on her approach laid on the further side of the bed not knowing whether he had best rise or not at last by lying very still he perceived his bedfellow to breathe by which guessing her to be flesh and blood he drew nearer to her and taking her by the hand found it warm and that it was no airy phantom but substantial flesh and blood and finding she had a ring on her finger he took it off unperceived the gentlewoman being still asleep he let her lie without disturbing her or doing anything else then only laying his hand upon her to discover of what sex she was what he had just time to do when she threw off the bedclothes and getting up walked three or four times round the room as she had done before and then standing a while before the door opened it went out and shut it after her the young gentleman perceived by this in what manner the room was haunted rose up and locked the door on the inside and then lay down again and slept till morning at which time the master of the house came to know how he did and whether he had seen anything or not he told him there was an apparition appeared to him but he begged as a favor that he would not urge him to say anything further until the family were all together the gentleman complied with his request, telling him, so long as he was well, he was satisfied. The desire of the whole family had to know the issue of this affair made them dress with more expedition than usual, so that there was a general assembly of the gentlemen and ladies before eleven o'clock, not one of them being willing to appear in her dishabille. When they were all together in the great hall, the young gentleman told them, that he had one favor to desire of the ladies before he would say anything and that was whether any of them had lost a ring the young gentlewoman from whose finger it was taken having missed it all the morning and not knowing how she lost it was glad to hear of it again and readily owned she wanted a ring but whether lost or mislaid she knew not the young gentleman asked her if that was it giving it into her hand which she acknowledging to be hers and thanking him he turned to his kinsman the master of the house now sir said he i can assure you taking the young lady by the hand this is the lovely spirit by which your chamber is haunted and thereupon repeated what has been related words cannot express the confusion of the young lady at this relation who declared herself perfectly ignorant of all that he said but believed it might be so because of the ring which she perfectly well remembered she had on when she went to bed and knew not how she had lost it this relation gave the company a great deal of diversion and after all the father declared that since his daughter had already gone to bed to his kinsman it should be his fault if he did not go to bed to his daughter he being willing to bestow her upon him and give her a good portion this generous offer was so advantageous to the young gentleman, that he could by no means refuse it, and his bedfellow, hearing what her father had said, was easily prevailed upon to accept him for her husband. END OF SECTION 16 RECORDING BY GREG GIORDANO NEWPORT RITCHIE, FLORIDA